I am nothing but a waveform. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Volsby. Dear listeners to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, I am Melissa and I'm here as always with my lovely co-host, Wendy. And we are here uh, one week later than our previous episode. <laughs> and uh, we have, uh, since the uh, previous episode, we have come upon the Oscar nominations. Yay! Insert like um, orchestral cue here. You know, applause, maybe an animated GIF, you know. Um, definitely a sparkly curtain. Like, definitely oh, yes, a sparkly yes. curtain. And maybe Will Smith uh, slapping somebody. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's God. a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Oscars. They're so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the awards season has been pretty interesting because uh, some... Uh, for, for one thing, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which came out in April of last year, which is usually a dead zone in in relation to like awards season awards, um, has been sweeping up a lot of awards. And now the Oscars and the Oscars, I think we have like nine nominations for it, which is insane for a movie that has two fight scenes with uh, sex toys. Yes. So <laughs> two, two, count them, two. Not so one, anyway, but I thought, two. I thought we'd spend a couple minutes just uh, talking about the Oscar nominations and then uh, moving on to our usual talking about other movies that have brought us joy. So I, shall I we, Wendy? Plan. Um, yeah, I hadn't actually been paying a whole lot of attention to what got nominated or any of the previous award shows other than like, is everything everywhere all at once being nominated? Is Michelle Yeoh being nominated? Is uh-huh. Kipwe being uh, nominated? Other than that, I didn't, wasn't really paying attention. And so now I've got this pulled up and I'm looking at it. And um... <sighs> um, why are they still so white? I know, I know. But, you know, at least... At least we have Pretty a lot much... of... Like Asian, Asian nominees. Thanks to everything everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, we did get Angela Bassett because fuck yeah, yeah, of um, course. But um, directing is once again five men, six. Pardon me, six because of the Daniels. So because the Daniels and one of the Daniels is Asian. That's true. That's so true. There. Yeah. So we have an Asian man Mm -hmm. so that's why aren't we better at this 
I know, I know. Sorry. Just, it kind of comes and goes in waves. Just want to put that know, front and center before we get going. Yes, we see it. I think we all see it. I think you can't not see it. But Yeah, like, I know. All right. So anyway, but with that, with that um, acknowledged right in front of us, let's get mm-hmm. into it. Do you want to talk about actors or, or best pictures or directors well, or what? I have the uh, Academy website pulled up and they have a really baffling order to all the awards because it's all just alphabetical, which means best picture is like in the middle of the group, which is strange. Anyway, um, we'll start with the actor. Uh, So we've got actor in a leading role, Um, you know, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, uh, Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inishirin is a good choice, Mm -hmm. I feel. Uh, Brendan Fraser, whoop, whoop. I hear that movie, The Whale, is not great, but yay for Brendan Fraser, and you hear his performance is swinging for the fences. So. I mean, but that's what everybody's saying is, like, the movie's not great, the performance is good, it's just yay Brendan Fraser, which, don't right. get me wrong, I am also team Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, Bill Nye. Bill Nye, yes, for living, which I haven't seen yet, but there's always I love that, Bill Nye. There's always that one nominee that you're like, why? And that would be Austin <laughs> Butler for me. <laughs> Have you seen Elvis? No, I haven't. I should. I it's actually... a Baz Luhrmann film. Why haven't we seen it, Wendy? It's me too. I haven't seen it. Why have not we seen uh, this? Honestly, it's because um, I saw the uh, trailer and the 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 Tom Hanks just threw me so far <laughs> off that I can't. That's fair. Like, I, 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 I really can't. I haven't even heard of this movie After Sun, though, that got a nomination for their leading man. I hear it's very good. I don't know much else. Uh, let's see. Uh, IMDb says, Memories real and imagined fill the gaps between as she tries to reconcile the father she knew with the man she didn't. It's written and directed by a woman. So yep. that's pretty great. That woman mm-hmm. was not nominated for anything, but of <laughs> course. Um, so, yep. I mean, for me, like, honestly, Brendan, like, there's a lot of love for Brendan. Has he won any of the lead up awards? I haven't been paying attention. God, I don't know. I think he's been kind of like pretty much the cast of everything everywhere all at once. The four main people have been are perfectly situated for actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress. <laughs> so, well, except Hui is supporting. There's, yes, I know. There is no best actor. For and that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want Bill um, Nye. But I'm then, sorry. You know I what? Just... No, no James Hong. So I'm very sad about that. Right? Because he's he great did, in it too. He did get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Rock and this roll. Year. I yes. want, I'm going to call it, I want Bill Nye. I love Brendan Fraser. Y'all, you know I do. But I want Bill Nye to get it because number one, he is older. And number two, I feel like his acceptance speech will just be delightful. Ooh, so that's, ooh, that's what point. I'm calling. That's what I'm calling. I'm, I'm rooting for Colin Farrell here because I really, the longer I sit with the Banshees of Inishirin, the more I like it. It's not okay. a pleasant movie, but it's kind of an amazing movie. Yeah, 
it's that it's the fact that everybody agrees it's not pleasant that I can't bring myself to watch it. My mental health is just too precarious right now. And that is absolutely fine. So next we have actor in a supporting role. First off, Brendan Gleeson. Right. I, know, I love and him. Ba- I have loved him for years. For years. Yes. And we have Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which I have not seen. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. When was the last time you saw the name Judd Hirsch? Right? <laughs> right? Right? So, like, good on you, Judd. All right. I still haven't seen uh, The Fablemans. It's on my to-do list for the week. Yeah, same here. Barry Kehogan for uh, Banshees of Inishirin. And then Kiwi Kwan. Kiwi. But we know that's who we actually want to win, right? Because he's yes. so good in it. He's so oh, good. He's, he's so, so wonderful. Like it is, I love him. It is a defining role. It is, it is, um, it is everyone rediscovering. Where were you? We missed. We didn't realize how much we missed you. But now that you're back, please stay. It's like we haven't seen him since he was twelve. You know, <laughs> or even earlier. I don't know what age he was and when he's he still did. Somehow so adorable. Oh, he's so great. <sighs> That's so, such a wonderful role for him too. If it's they just, don't get also, oh. if they don't give it to Kihui. Um, they have to give it to Brendan. Yep. That's that's because he was great. Um, and also I love him, but also if they, they have an opportunity to not give it to a white man, and I feel like, come on. <laughs> not to, and like and that this this particular actor has been everybody's been squeeing and gushing for almost mm-hmm. a whole year now. So right. like surely we're gonna do right, right? I really hope so. Yeah. All right, now we have actress in leading role, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. I mean, yes. really? Yes. Oh. yes. I really, I'm really helping, hoping for Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere. But we also have Kate Blanchett for Tar. I adore her. Has she won? All right. Has she ever? She's been nominated. <sighs> Has she ever won? God, I can't remember. Well, let's find out. Has Kate? Blanchett won an Oscar. That's it. While you look, I'll go through the rest. Anna de Armas for Blonde. She's won Best Supporting. Oh, she has. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, moving go on. Ahead. Go Andrea Reesborough Andrea for To Leslie. And Michelle Williams is also wonderful for The Famblemans. So, still, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle, I really hope. I mean, that is a career that earns some sort of award at this point, because everything mm-hmm. that has led up to her being at this point in her life is amazing. And the way she plays her role in Everything Ever All at Once, this is not a likable character. No. She is deeply broken she is very brash she is hurting everyone around her and michelle yo plays it so well and you still get that humanity out of her when you get down to the squishy center with all the hopes and dreams in it and um yeah it's because she walks that line of being absolutely that mom that just like fingernails on a chalkboard but also like the script and the daniels do such a good job of centering and and making you immediately feel you know that person whose life didn't end up where they wanted 
Right. Right. And that's, that's what's so powerful about it. That's why it's this great, like, it's a great everyman movie with a, with an Asian woman at its core. Yay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And not just that, and and older, and she's still so beautiful. Oh, Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, please, more, more older women just knocking it out of the park. And I did look it up. Kate Blanchett is one for best actress and for best supporting actress. Okay. Okay, good. So, but obviously I, I'm a huge, huge Kate Blanchett stan, but I want Michelle Yeoh for this one. But I do uh, yeah, also I adore agree. Michelle Williams because she's great. Uh, if you, by the way, if you've, if have, did you ever go watch, uh, Fosse Verdon? Uh, no no i haven't yet um so that's a mini series listeners about the work life and love of gwen verdon and bob fossey and their partnership and michelle williams is crazy good in it also um uh sam blanking on his name and i can see it rockwell thank you (laughs) sam rockwell plays fossey (laughs) and he's ridiculously good in it as well anyway he's he's always like an under well not underrated but i mean like he's a powerhouse actor that doesn't feel like one because he's such a chameleon he's he really is he he's he's a like leveled up character actor (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 and also when does he get finally get a role that gets him a nom Wait, didn't he well, get a right? nomination for two billboards? Oh he... oh, he probably did. He's had a few things that would be Oscar territory, so. Yeah. I think he's probably been nominated for at least something. All right, moving on, we've got actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett for Yay. Wakanda Forever. We have Hong Chow for The Whale, Barry Condon for, uh, Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin. And then one two punch of Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So this is a painful category for me. <laughs> yeah. If I were, I mean, if I were to pick one, it has to be Stephanie Sue because she was wonderful. Literally the point. I mean, yeah. she is the pivot point of Everything Everywhere All at Once. And She's great. And and the things that I've heard about the production after the fact that little bits that she came up with just on the fly, little things that were improved. <laughs> it's mm. like, oh, I love it. I love it. Um, the, are, are we worried that the two of them are going to split that vote? Oh, God. I mean... Well, here here's the thing. Just about anybody in this category, if they get the award, I'll be happy with it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a great slate. So, but you know, I think anybody who's seen everything everywhere all at once, that is getting to be a mouthful every time I say it. Um, I think they'd choose Stephanie over Jamie Lee Curtis. Even though Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking fantastic. In she's, her role. Oh my God, she's amazing! Like the breadth of what she gets to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how much she like embraced this schlumpy visual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, breaking down like these vi- these visual expectations for actors for for 
actresses. Um, yeah, I really, I can't decide who I want there, but because <laughs> I really, I'm so glad Stephanie got nominated because it was a big thing oh, yeah. in all the award shows leading up to that she wasn't getting nominated. Right. Because she wasn't nominated. All the, the other three were nominated for like the Golden Globes, but Stephanie was not. And there was a whole lot mm-hmm. of like, come on, how, how do you not nominate her as well? So I'm right. glad that like she slipped into the Oscars. Everybody, I know everybody was surprised. Oh, BT dubs, I looked. Sam Rockwell won an Oscar for three billboards. Oh, very good. So good he catch. Has, he has gotten an Oscar, and I am okay. so happy for him. So just Excellent. FYI. So Jamie Lee Curtis, have you seen the photo from, I think it was the Golden Globes uh, or People's Choice Awards, one of the two, where Jamie Lee Curtis was sitting next to Michelle Yeoh when she won. And the photo is Michelle Yeoh with surprised face and like her head in her hands with just surprise. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like her arms are raised straight above with a (laughs) scream to the heavens like, yeah, just... (laughs) God damn! It, it is, and she is so happy that Michelle Yeoh won. You, it is, dear listeners. I think that's going to be my selection of the thing that made me happy this week. This photo is glorious. So we'll put <laughs> oh it in God, the show I can notes. See it? It's right there. It yes, is. it's beautiful. It makes me so happy. If make sure there's somebody in your life where if they win at something, you can be Jamie Lee Curtis for them. Oh, and make sure you've got you've got a Jamie Lee Curtis in your corner. But I also I also remember seeing an interview about the making of EOA, um, and uh, Jamie talking about how great it was to work with Kuei, and and just how great he was. And she's like, "It's so good to have you back, and um, you're so talented." And just literally the interview with Jamie Lee Curtis was her gushing about getting to work with Kihuei. And like, that's the kind of actor that she is. And I adore her. Mm -hmm. Mm. What do you want to talk about? What else do you want to talk about? Let's see. Next next one. Next one is animated feature film. I have. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. Okay. So we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Say that five times real fast. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> Saying it once for me is hard. So Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, The Last <laughs> Wish. My God, Wendy, I am sorry. <laughs> the Sea Beast and then Turning Red. Turning Red was delightful and I feel like it's already been forgotten. That said, yeah. I feel like this like it's gonna be between Pinocchio and Marcel. I agree. Cause Um, I still haven't seen Marcel, but people gush, gush, gush about it. And Pinocchio was like just ridiculously gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So, and that's an animated film with a lot to say. Uh huh. Because dear listeners, if, if you have not seen it, um, Guillermo del Toro set Pinocchio during fascist Italy. Mm hmm. So that there should prick your ears up and go, oh, this is this is interesting. And uh, if not, well, you need to read up more on Guillermo del Toro. Anyway. That being said, I'm pretty sure the only, yeah, Turning Red is the only females. Yeah, Well, there's I one agree. buried yeah. in Marcel. Mm-hmm. No, two, two buried in Marcel. So, 
but yeah. All right, cinematography. Do, 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 do. Has Roger um, Deakins ever won yet? I think he finally, did he? Did he finally win one? God, I can't remember. It was recent if it did. Anyway, yes, he's nominated for Empire of Light. And otherwise, I do not have a an opinion on this one because I have not seen several of these movies. It's a quick, um, a quick thing with Roger Deakins. He won for nineteen seventeen, and okay. good. He won for Blade Runner. Oh, God. For 2049. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's that's earned as well. 1917, that's a hell of a stunt yeah, that they pulled with yeah. that one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it, a little bit gimmicky, but honestly, not just the gimmick, it really was gorgeous. Uh, yeah. For this one, I have not seen any of these, so I got no horse in this race. Yeah. I no hear horses. that tar is gorgeous, so... It looks like it's a movie about a terrible person. And so once again, like, uh, I don't know if I can watch it. Uh. But it's Kate Blanchett playing a terrible person. I so. know. It's so tempting. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick note. Costume design. Um, if either Wakanda Forever or Everything Everywhere All at Once don't win, I'm going to cry foul and i'm going to personally go to the oscars to riot so just saying yeah tables will be flipped tables Uh, flipping it should be everything everywhere it should be eao it really should because the costumes that uh joy wears Uh are amazing so clever that's pure invention it's not just like replicating a style or i mean to be fair, Wakanda Forever is kind of doing the same thing, but just the... I feel like, didn't Black Panther win costume? I bet that that... Um, if it didn't, it should have. I feel like it did. But anyway, the yeah absolute... Ruth Carter won. Okay, for good. For Black Panther. So I good. have a feeling that people are going to be like, yeah, it's... Black Panther already won, right? <laughs> Which isn't necessarily fair. I want to be clear, but like, mm-hmm. so um, that means that I'm pulling for Shirley. Yeah. Shirley Kurata, please, I really do hope that you win this one. <clears throat> Directing. A uh, bunch of guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg Mc- for the oomph time. Yeah, which is which is fine. We love our Steven. Oh, That's yeah. fine. It's not like yeah. he's not still talented. I love yeah. that Ruben Ostland has gotten a nomination, even though I have no desire to see that movie. I, it's a... I'm not a fan of Ostland's movies, but I'm always interested in seeing them. Yeah, and see, that's, I just want to celebrate somebody who's doing something interesting and different. Like, definitely, yeah. because let's be honest, Spielberg's not doing a whole lot interesting or different. He's doing it very, very well. But, uh, but I mean, but then again, if you want interesting and different, well, we got the Daniels. Yeah, so we do. I, and I'm hoping for the Daniels, although Martin McDonough, you know, probably deserves an Oscar at this point. I feel like Martin McDonough might be, might be the dark horse on this one. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like he might be sneaking up on the inside on that one. Yeah. Uh, simply because I'm, I'm just Banshees gonna... is getting a lot more buzz right now. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say, if Spielberg wins for directing this year for the Fablemans, <laughs> it's going it's to just feel real wrong. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. <coughs> pardon me. I do... <coughs> pardon me. I do notice that um, the movie Women Talking, uh, which is nominated for Best Picture, apparently directed itself. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. Um, uh, I don't, I don't yeah. want to go through all of them, but I do want to yeah. take a pause by original song to say if everybody isn't like yelling that we get, I can't wait for the performance of Not To Not To. Right. Right. RRR should definitely win. And yeah. there should definitely be a full dance performance of it. And if they don't, Wendy, you and I, we're going to go riot. So many flipped tables. So many. Yes. And we're going to steal that fucking red carpet. Because honestly, every other song on there, try to tell me what that, try, what? Never heard, <laughs> what? Not to, not to. Everybody wants not to, not to to win. Just give it. Just give it to that, them. That whole, that whole... I, that whole category just makes me frustrated. <laughs> uh, it really does. And yeah. it should. And, okay. and it should, Melissa. <laughs> uh, for documentaries, um, I'm just going to say um, I did see Fire of Love. And that is on, I think, Disney Plus right now. It's either on Disney or Netflix or... No, it's either Disney or Netflix. Fire of Love is a documentary about these two volcanologists uh, who were a married couple who did all their volcanology work together. And they were very uh, rigorous about filming and photographing everything they did. So basically this, this movie is less about volcanoes than it is about these two scientists who spent their lives working together. That's kind of nice. It's really cool. So, dear listeners, Fire of Love documentary. Um, I haven't seen the rest of the documentary feature films, uh, so I don't have an opinion, but I really did like Fire of Love. Do you want to talk about writing real quick? Yeah. Um, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. International feature film. Let's see. I haven't seen any of them yet. Oh, God. This is the worst. I'm very bad at this. Um, usually I do better on the international feature films, but. Well, I mean, India didn't even submit. RRR. Right. Although I, I will say All Quiet on the Western Front heard nothing about it until awards season. So, and then all of a sudden it's getting tons of nominations and, uh, you know, Germany doing a new version of All Quiet on the Western Front is very interesting. So yeah. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it. I feel like it dropped real dang late in the year last year. It did. It did. Yeah. Um, See music. Uh, We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon. Banshees of Inishirin is interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about that nomination because a lot of the Banshees music is... Uh, needle drops from places that aren't Ireland. Ew. No, okay. it's very interesting. It's very interesting. It's very deliberate. Like um, the director was talking about, it, this is really, this is 
already a really, really Irish movie. I don't think we need more Irish music to say this is Ireland. I don't think we need yet more fiddles and boron. Yeah, yeah. So like the the opening track over the credits is um, a Bulgarian choir, a, a Bulgarian women's choir. And I actually own this album. Uh, and have since the 80s and was like this is bulgarian why why is bulgarian <laughs> folk music playing over this irish movie anyway <clears throat> everything everywhere all at once is nominated uh sun lux and we've got john williams for the fablemans mm-hmm. uh, you know mm-hmm. i do like that sun lux for everything everywhere all at once uh based one of the songs about um off of Stephanie Hsu's line of sucked into a bagel. A bagel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. Um, so we've got, I'm going to skip best picture. We'll just talk about that one last. Short films, blah, 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 sound, visual effects. Ooh. Eh. You know, visual effects are kind of the what we expect. <laughs> yeah, right. Avatar, Avatar the Batman, Avatar. Black Panther, Top Gun, and All Quiet on the All Western quiet. Front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go into writing, because those are the last two before this picture. Yeah. So, adapted screenplay, Glass Onion. I am standing hard for Glass Onion. Why is that adapted? Because it's a sequel. That doesn't no even lie. make any sense. No, 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 no. No, it, it means the the characters or situations are hit upon in the first movie. Therefore, it goes into adapted screenplay. All sequels go into adapted screenplay. That doesn't make any sense. I know. I mean, I will say, uh, like, I'd love it if Women Talking won. Cause yes. First off, once again, uh, one of the few women up there. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean the Top Gun Maverick. I will give it up. That's a that's a solid, um, that's a solid script. I haven't seen Living, and I haven't seen All Quiet, but I feel like it's going to be Glass Onion or Women Talking. I feel like Women Talking is going to get this one as a as a nod to. I guess we should give the girls something. Yeah. Also, I'm really. I'm really amused by the listing for Top Gun Maverick because there's like 18 people. Oh yeah, that screenplay. <laughs> well, and do they have to? Do they have to give? Um, do they have to give credit to people who wrote the characters for the first movie? Yeah, uh, I've got story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks, and then yeah, three other people. For and the we screenplay. get Christopher McQuarrie in there. So McQuarrie, mm-hmm. yeah, um, writing original screenplay, right? Yes, and these everything are. Everywhere. Like almost exactly the same as director. Funny is that is it? Is it? Let's see. Let's confirm. I think it is. Okay, I'll look at director. You look at writing. All uh, right. Banshees of Inisherin. Yep. Everything everywhere. Yep. Fableman's Tar and Triangle. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wonder how often that lines up. Okay, so given that are they gonna fuck over everything everywhere with directing and give them writing i don't know i think i'd rather have them take directing and maybe give writing to banshees yeah 
Because yeah. that, is, that is a fascinating script. I just don't see the Academy letting everything everywhere sweep. It feels like it's too weird a film for the entire Academy to agree on that. Don't get me wrong. Right. I would love it if it happened. I would mm-hmm. absolutely love it. So I'm just trying to I'm just pl- trying to play the odds there. All right. So let's let's talk about Best Picture. Right. Best Picture. So you've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, no. uh, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis. I don't know why that got up there. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, which amuses me, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. I mean, they went to 10 so that we could start getting more diverse crowd pleasers in there, Mm -hmm. right? But like Elvis, I feel like (laughs) somebody, this feels like they were scraping the bottom of the barrel to come up with 10 or somebody paid a handsome bribe. I'm sorry. Nobody was talking about Elvis. Why is it up for best picture? Well, I mean, it could be one of those quirks of voting, too. Uh, Yeah. Where, like, everything... Elvis is like the 9% or or something, or the the 5% and everything else got much higher percentages. I don't know. It is a lot of movies, though. So... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, Avatar The Way of Water... Like, you have to, I guess you have to nominate it because it just made so dang much money. Uh, But, yeah, I feel like this comes back down to, like, the same five that were nominated for director. (laughs) Like, it's Banshees, it's Everything, Everywhere, Fableman, Tar, and Triangle. And I don't think it's going to be Triangle because I don't think anybody is going to look at that movie and go, well, that was absolutely the best of the year. (laughs) A movie that highlights people constantly puking. Well, to be fair, the puking and shitting part is maybe five, ten minutes of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Now that said, if everything everywhere won this, to be able to say best picture with with dildo fight choreography, that would be amazing. With butt am, plug fight choreography. I am hoping. I'm hoping. I, that would, it would please, 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 please me so <laughs> much. It's probably, I feel like it's probably going to be Banshees. I'm going to, probably. I'm, I'm probably, I'm just going to say that. I feel like Banshees is going to be the safe choice. Yeah. Yeah. And that is exactly the sort of movie that, the academy tends to lean towards so yeah it's among other Mm -hmm. things really white (laughs) (laughs) it's true i'm I'm sorry it it sounds like really really judgy but come on it's about irish is it a period piece as well yeah it's set during the irish civil war so here we go it's about irish people in the past period piece like, yeah, that's Oscar bait. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly mm-hmm. what the Academy loves. That said, like, I'm not, it's not actually throwing shade. It's just no. like, come on. This is what the Academy loves. It's a good movie. Someday I may watch it. <laughs> but not now. Now Which is, is not that time. Now is, now not, is that not that time. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on from award season? Yes, let us. So, Wendy, do you have a movie that you saw recently that brought you joy? 
Yes. And um, this is a big rewatch in our house. And um, so Jean Lauer came over to visit over the weekend. Yay, I with, love Jean. With her, with her lovable dog, Werner Herzog. I love Werner. Yay. And while she was here, I we were talking about movies, but also plays and musicals. And I was like, have you, because we were talking about then first Hamilton and then Tick, Tick, Boom, right? Because those are both available on streaming services, mm-hmm. like musicals. And I was like, have you seen Come From Away? She's like, I don't even, I've never even heard of Come From Away. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to show you the opening number. And if you want to wave off after that, uh, then you can't, no, we watched the whole thing. And by the end she was in tears and she's like, I have to go home and kind of process this, but it was amazing. And I loved it. And I'm so glad you showed that to me. It was so great. And of course, Theodora had her play performance this weekend. She, they walked in literally as the credits were rolling. Theodora looks and goes, oh, you watch Come From Away again? Oh. <laughs> because we watch it that regularly. So yeah. Come From Away is on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, the show opened um, not, too, not too much before the pandemic. I want to say it was 2017. Or 2018, uh, something like, like that. I feel like it's like 2018. Um, for, whoa. It says first performance was 2013, but it was a Canadian musical first. So okay. I don't know when it opened on Broadway for sure. But not too much. Be- like I th- feel like it was like 2018. Um, but it was still running on Broadway when the pandemic hit and it was one of the first shows to open back up during 2021. And that is the performance that they filmed. So they kind of deliberately tie it to, cause it's 2021. They're like 20 years after nine 11 mm-hmm. people return to Broadway and here's this performance, Broadway performance that we have recorded on stage. So it's a recording of a stage performance, which I always adore, um, with the Broadway cast. And the story of Come From Away is about, is about 9-11, but it's about a unique perspective on it, which is all of those transatlantic flights that could not land in America because the airspace got closed and shut down, they had to be rerouted. And there were 38 planes that were rerouted to a very small town in Newfoundland called Gander because Gander had, used to be where all of the transatlantic flights would stop and refuel, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this huge Cold War airport relic left over that they keep talking about tearing down. Luckily, they hadn't torn it down yet because you have this town of 9,000 and 7,000 people land in a day and they end up having to stay for like five days. And it's all about the event of 9-11, but also the event of 9-11 through the lens of this small town and the people who got stranded there for five days. And it is funny and heartwarming and charming and it's it's a way of remembering and reflecting on 9-11 from a from, in a different way and mm-hmm. I just I can't I've watched it probably 12 times at this point I cannot recommend it enough it's lovely it is absolutely wonderful it lost best 
musical to Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, which my God. In retrospect, it should have totally won because Dear Evan Hansen is not going to have legs the way this show will. Mm hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful stage show. Yeah. And the, and the filming is really great in, uh, on Apple. So yeah. Oh, checked it. It was 2018. Yeah. And it's a, 2018. it's, a, it's ah. a great, it is a great recording. Um, yeah. so, uh, what did you watch this week, Melissa? I watched a movie called space sweepers. <laughs> no, no. Wait, is that, no, no. The, this is, is that the one on Netflix? It is on Netflix. I, I've got uh, that it, on my queue, I swear to God. Yes. It is a Korean space epic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it came out in 2021, uh, directed by Joe Sung-hee. And it is... I've, I've seen trivia about it that says this is the first Korean film that is entirely set in space. Which I don't know if is actually true, but it is... Definitely a space epic. And so I feel like what they did was they watched a whole bunch of other space epics from a different from a bunch of different um, other cultures and just plucked tropes from all of them and then smashed them all together into one great little movie. I mean, that uh, sounds like yeah. a great time. Yeah. So the. The uh, plot centers around this ragtag team of people on this little ship, and they're part of like a uh, like a metal harvesting crew. They go, you know. So, th if you remember from Gravity, the the plot plot point of all the space junk is what causes the uh, the ship to crash and yeah, and thus strands the astronaut in space. Well, this is kind of based on that so they have these these teams of people going around and collecting all the space junk so it doesn't collide with all the other shit that's orbiting around the earth and uh which includes like colonies and uh you know lots and lots of people because the earth is now so toxic that only the poorest people live there so all the rich people are up in space <laughs> so you got to clean out the space junk and um and it goes from there there there's almost like a fifth element sort of uh, angle to it. There's there, there's a little bit, like scene from scene you can go, oh, I bet they saw this movie. But anyway, <laughs> it's super fun. It all comes together. Um, the characters uh, wind up being oh, really fun. Melissa, I can't hear um, you. Oh, can you hear me? One technical difficulty later. So I had you up until the point of like, you're watching scenes and you're like, oh, I know what movie they watched for this one. Yeah. So they, so yeah, there's, um, it's kind of a pastiche. It is a lot of fun. Uh, the characters are fun. It, it, it's got some really fun concepts in there, especially where, uh, not everybody speaks English. Everybody in the cast is speaking different languages. Like there's some people speaking French, some Korean, some Japanese, oh, English. I love it. And so everybody's kind of cross talking over all the languages and it's really fascinating. So, and it's on Netflix and easy to watch. And it's it, got a 4.7 it out of five as an audience rating summary. FYI. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's really fun. So I, I recommend that, that. Did I tell you that I did watch, did I, that I did watch what, Togo? What did you watch? Oh, 
Why isn't it great? It was so delightful. So now I'll bump up uh, Space Sweepers, too. Because uh, <laughs> I know I've got it in my queue. Because when you said it, I'm like, wait, I know that movie. I know I saw the trailer for that and was like, this looks fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you, for something that brought you joy, are you just going to lean into I'm just going to say that that photo of Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh. That, okay. that brought me joy. Um, something that brought me joy this week, Chris bought me for Christmas uh, one mm-hmm. of those bookcase dioramas. Uh, <gasps> Yay! And uh, it's a kit that you put together. And it probably took me about six hours or so and because it's really finicky and there's all this detail and you've got to punch out the pieces and be careful putting them together. And then you got to do the wiring of all the little lights. And... It was so satisfying, and now I may want more. I understand that, like, the point is that it's supposed to be a magical thing that is, like, just stuck in, and you maybe don't notice it among the bookshelves. So having just a bookshelf full of dioramas is probably not the point. But also, (laughs) what if I just had a bookshelf full of dioramas? (laughs) I feel like that's your lava lamp. It might be. It might be. Um, Dear listeners, uh, I've been collecting lava lamps because that was my pandemic hobby, apparently. So I think Wendy has found her lava lamp. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm just saying it's pretty cool. I have the Magic House one, which is definitely not Harry Potter. <laughs> Which I appreciate because, as we know, J.K. Rowling is a turf, and we do not stand yeah. for turfs. Um, so it's and it's so cute and adorable. Now I want, I think I want the little Japanese one, and there's, um, I think there's, uh, there's like a diner one. I don't remember. Anyway, Ooh. like there's several of them, and yeah, they're so cool. If you like to do kit projects, it's a really fun kit project. Uh, once you had posted about that one on Facebook, I went, it, it was like two in the morning. And so I went down a rabbit hole, of course, and stayed up till four. And uh, the rabbit hole was, it's like, these are all cute, but I wonder if they did like horror ones. <laughs> they do. <gasps> they do? <gasps> Melissa, they do? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Which ones do they do? Well, I saw like a Lovecraftian library sort of one. There's like Gothic horror one or Dracula's castle. Um, the one that I really liked wasn't necessarily horror, but it was a film noir crime scene. <gasps> and so the front of it, it the, the front of it is like little tiny strips of do not cross police tape. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> right. Right. So book nooks, y'all. Book I, nooks. I, I want... I want that. Also, I just looked and now there's a Rivendell one. It's called Elven Valley. But come on, it's Rivendell. Oh, you need it. You need it. I know. I'm such a Tolkien nerd. Mm -hmm. Mm. What is this one? Oh, oh, no, that's just more mad. Oh, that's got a cat, though. I do like kitty cats. (laughs) Um, I got an, oh, if there was an H.H. Holmes murder house that would be Wendy, so cool. we might need to just start designing these <laughs> right? so we can have these things. <laughs> uh, oh, God, this one is like $250. Jesus, people. Oh, God. No. Oh, my God. Does it have diamonds in it? I, uh, I like 
I can't, I can't go down this rabbit hole, but the, I'm, I may. Have, okay, but now I know about the Elven Valley one. Okay, okay, yeah. good to know. Yeah. All right. Um, so anyway, that is what brought me joy. And I, that brought you a lot of joy, and it makes me happy. And that picture of Jamie Lee Curtis has also now brought me joy. So right. thank you for that, Melissa. Yay! And thank you for joining me, as always. Oh. As as we need to wrap it up for this week because we've talked quite a bit and uh that brings me joy as well wendy i love getting to talk to you every week again yay Yay. dear listeners we love you too but primarily we started this up just so we could talk to each other again on a regular basis so thanks for coming along for the the ride yeah thank you for joining the ride (laughs) dear listeners we do love you thank you so much and uh we will see you next week Bye! Bye! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com. Follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema. And like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Brang! <laughs> Brang! Brang! It brings us joy. Mm. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha